0: I started the very first Sunday of this year preaching out of 1 John. I thought I was going to get done today. I will not. Next Sunday, if things go as planned, and it might not, who knows, but uh, I will finish up next Sunday. And I never dreamed that I would be preaching this many sermons out of the book of 1 John. Here's what we have preached thus far. If you missed any of them, how many heard every one of them? I have. I've heard every one of them. <laughs> if you've missed one or two, you can get it out there in the foyer. I know that I know sin is such a deception, an advocate with the Father, a right spirit, the B-I-B-L-E, the spirit of Antichrist, That wicked one, the battle of Armageddon, that'll shut him up. What a deal. Living life with purpose. God is greater. God is love. Whosoever. And today, let's show that. This is the dot, dot, dot. I was surprised as I read through 1 John chapter 5 that John uses that little little phrase, this is the, he uses that six times. This is the love of God. This is the victory. This is the witness. This is the record. This is the confidence. This is the true God. First, first. This is the love of God, and let's read our scripture, 1 John chapter 5. 1 John 5. Are you there? For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous, for whatsoever or whosoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even... Our faith. I don't know how many that we will get through, maybe just those two, but let's start out with this is the love of God. A few weeks back, I used a video that people that have seen that a number of times, Dave Orr in particular, he is a puddle of tears by the time this video is over. And he's seen it a number of times, as well as many of you have as well. The mechanical bridge With the man taking his son to work, this happened in Missouri on the Missouri River to where that here comes the train barreling down the tracks. It is his responsibility to close the drawbridge which had been opened so an ocean or a boat could be able to maneuver through the Missouri River. And he looks for his son and realizes with not enough time that his son is in the gear mechanism. And he has to make a choice and in that it shows him making the choice of going ahead and operating that mechanical bridge and it being able to close and people on board that train going over not knowing what had happened. After I preach that and in the following week they get that over at Centralia and Fairfield, our son-in-law, Charles Williams, his sister was in the service at Fairfield. And Dorian has a little boy. How old is Landon? Under two years of age. The moment they walk into our house that Sunday afternoon, the first words out of her mouth when she sees me and she's got her little boy in tow, she said, preacher, I couldn't do it. I said, Dorian, what are you talking about? That mechanical bridge thing. I just seen that on the video. There's no way I could do that. I could not give up my son for all of those people. Those people would have to die. And you know what we can do? We can sit here smugly thinking, well, I don't know if that's really the right attitude, but when it gets right down to push, come to shove, I don't know if any of us would be willing to do that. Give up our son. I don't know if I'd be willing to give up my son for the best of people, let alone the worst of people. The love of God is greater far. Than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. O oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure, the saints and angels' song. God's love, thank God, will always go further than what me or you would be willing to do. John three, sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Thank God for God's love. (laughs) Number two, this is the victory. I got a call from my daughter last year. was up north the call is dad and that can go one or two ways it really can it can be really great or really bad nothing in between dad my car won't start like candace what am i supposed to do i'm way down here my car won't start well what's it doing she tells me what it's doing I said, here's what you do. Because I knew the car. It had been my car, and now it was her car. And I said, you take that gear stick and you shift her up as much as you can in park. Because I don't think it's really in park all the way. Well, okay, I'll try it. That ain't going to work, though. You know how this thing's supposed to work? The older you get, the smarter mom and dad gets. Mark Twain said, when a kid reaches 13 years of age, you put them in a wooden box that's got a hole there for the food. (laughs) Then he said, when they reach 16, you cover up the hole. Well, lo and behold, she tries that, and it works. I thought, after that happened, that's what every Christian person needs to do in their life. There's got to be a time when we put it up in park. Oh, but preacher, you don't know. I'm so busy. And I realized that. One of the things the Bible says in Revelation, in the last days, the devil's trick will be to wear out the saints. And people are wore out. I realize that. But for you to be able to be energized, this is why I say every day you need to pray, every day you need to read two chapters. What are you doing? You're putting it up in park. You're not... Going a hundred miles an hour with your hair on fire if you got it all days of your life and all hours of the day. Through your spirit, the Holy Spirit makes contact with you, not through your flesh, through your spirit. And that means there's got to be a time where you park it up, you put it in park, and it's you and God. One person, they can all go throughout their whole life, and it's all about what I eat, what I drink, what I wear, where I'm going, and that's their whole life. The other person, they think, they read, they love, they feel See, the most important thing about you is not the house you live in. It's the person that lives in the house. And if all you're doing is clothing that that house and feeding that house, there's more to life than that. And when we decide to live in the Spirit, then we can live in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. When we decide to live in the Spirit, meaning our own spirit, Well, we realize that we've got to feed our spirit. We've got to spend some time with God so God can infuse our spirit. Then the Holy Spirit can make his abode even more real within your life. America, we know way too much about the Kardashians and not enough about the Corinthians. Comment that I've made numerous times. I like the spirit of that person. More times than not, the reason I've said that is because they are alive to something. They're alive to something. I'll just put it right out here. There are people that fall asleep in church. You know what it tells me? They're not alive to what's going on. You go to a restaurant sometime. You tell me when you're in the the midst of eating that steak and that potato that right in the midst when you're getting ready to take a bite you 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 just you just fell asleep. (laughs) That never happens. You're alive to that steak and tater. That never happens. Or somebody was playing softball and they've got a hit and they've made it to first and they're going to second and they hit second and they're around and they're going to third to get a triple and the announcer said, wait a minute, wait a minute, well, I'll be fell asleep. <laughs> Never happens because they are alive to that baseball game. If I would give you a $100 shopping spree or a gift card, that wouldn't be a shopping spree anymore. I'd have to say a $1,000 shopping spree to Coles, Ladies, not one of you would fall asleep while you're shopping at Coles. Men, I figured I'd get an amen out of that, but you <laughs> bunch of sissies. Too many people living for the house instead of living for the people, the person that lives inside the house. That's why I say it again and again and again and again and again. Pray every day. Read two chapters every day in the Bible instead of having it in drive or overdrive or four-wheel drive. Sometimes you got to put it up in park where the Spirit of God to make contact with your spirit not this but your spirit your inner man what Simon Peter called the hidden man of the heart the watermelon when you're cutting you say, no, don't, I don't want that rind I, I, want the, I want the heart of the watermelon there's not a watermelon heart pumping watermelon juice it's the best part of the watermelon God's looking for the best part of you and me. Amen. And we've got to be able to park that up where God can speak to us. Don't let prayer just be a one-way street. Towards God, I need this and this and this and this and this and this and this before 11 o'clock tomorrow. Amen. There needs to be a time to when we pray and we speak, and another time when we listen and we hear. What the Spirit of God's saying. Now. Remind you, in a church this size, there will always, always, always be people and issues, things, troubles, problems to pray about. And if you don't believe that, you just think about your own family with 20 or 40 or 50 people in that family or maybe even less and the issues and troubles and turmoils and heartaches and sicknesses that come up. But in a church with 1,200 people, there's always things to pray about. If you're here this morning, this is all, This this is the message today. If you're here this morning, you've not said yes to Jesus as your Savior, and the Spirit of God is very faithful in this. He's going to knock on your heart, and he probably already has been knocking on your heart. For you to respond in kind, you're going to walk up here with your feet. You're going to to bow on your knees. You're going to do all these things, but God's really not after that. God's after that hidden man or hidden woman of the heart, that very best portion of you. And this is the time to put it up in park to where God can make that connection with you. Let's all stand. Father, we are thankful, God, for another time to be able to preach your word. We're thankful, Lord, for every person that's here, and God, that they have been attentive to hear your word. And we're thankful, dear God, for the people that today could be their day of decision where they decide for you. Speak by your spirit to their spirit. God we're believing but today they're going to respond
1: My sins are gone, my debt's been paid And you gave, you gave your life away For me For me You lived a sinless life Yet you were crucified. You bought our freedom on the cross. Forsaken for our sin, you died and rose again. Jesus, you are the Lamb. You gave, you gave your life away. You gave, you gave your life away. You gave, you gave your life away for me. and Your grace has broken every chain. My sins are gone. My debt's been paid. And you gave, you gave your life away. Love, if I could sing forever, it's not enough. Oh, how glorious is your love? If I could sing forever, it's not enough. You gave, you gave your life away. You gave, you gave your life away. You gave, you gave your life away for me. Your grace is broken every chain. When my sins are gone, my that has been paid. You gave, you gave your life away for me Oh, you gave, you gave your life away You gave, you gave your life away You gave, you gave your life away for me And your grace is broken every chain My sins are gone, my debt's been paid you gave, you gave your life away for me, for me.